Welcome to Coffee in an Interview. I'm Jacqueline Pena, and I'm here today with William Castro from the Dominican Law Enforcement Officers of Florida Organization, also known as the Leo Florida. How are you today? Good morning, Jackie. I'm doing great. Yourself? I'm great. I'm caffeinated. <laughs> yeah, we could tell. You're up early, a lot of energy. And you will be proud. I went for a nice walk before our interview. So so I'm definitely pumped. You're braver braver than me, actually. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, you know, talking about um, all these things that we've been doing in the community, I was truly uh, fascinated by the work that you're all doing for DeLeo, Florida. And I was really excited to have this opportunity to meet with you. And I thought we could just jump in and share with our listeners, what is DeLeo, Florida? Well, DeLeo, DeLeo. FL, or DeLeo Florida, is the acronym of our organization, which is actually stands for Dominican Law Enforcement Officers of Florida, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that was created by myself and another law enforcement officer by the name of Cesar Marti, uh, that we felt compelled to give back to the community in a way that we you know, that we could both relate to based on our careers, which is in law enforcement, being that we started uh, coming across other law enforcement officers that were of the same background as us, uh, come from the same, you know, country, original country as us born in the Dominican Republic and then assimilated to the American life, became American citizens, went to school, uh, went into the career of, of law enforcement. So we started finding this common thing amongst us in the communities as we were trying to do positive things. And we came up with a great idea. Hey, why don't we start an organization that represents the uh, Dominican-American law enforcement officer uh, to serve as role models to the kids? So that's actually how it got started. Uh, that's actually what it is, basically. I don't know if I got ahead of myself, <laughs> but that's what the Dominican Law Enforcement Officer of Flor- Officers of Florida, or DeLeo FL, like a lot of people call it, or DeLeo, that's what we are. Okay, and um, and the acronym, uh, I thought it was so great because I know I said DeLeo, I, I put it in the English side, uh, but I can imagine our Hispanic youth or Dominican youth saying, Que Leo, de Leo, de Leo. They actually, yeah, why do you say that? They actually call it El Leo es feo. <laughs> El Leo es feo, like they did one time when we went down to the DR. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, it's, a little, it's a little unique, uh, the name, but it has stuck within the community. Uh, and a lot of people call it the Leo, just for short. They leave that FL part. Mm-hmm. So they call it the Leo, the Leo FL. That's why we're creating the, the you know, the, the, you could say the brand or the name. So the Leo is, is, everyone is referring to it as the Leo. They cut it. You know how when you grow up, you always have a nickname and they cut your name. But we're the Leo or the Leo, whichever one uh, you like to call us. Awesome. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. And the Leo Efeo in English, <laughs> what, what does that mean for our English speakers uh, who are listening? The Leo Efeo. Uh-huh. <laughs> what would that mean in English? The Leo Efeo would be like, uh, like a problem. Mm-hmm. Or like some type of uh, uh, confusion, and then the word fail means ugly. Yeah. 
So in Spanish, el lío is feo, or the problem or the confusion is very ugly. <laughs> that was very funny because we're totally opposite of that. <laughs> Yeah. And how long have you been in law enforcement? Then I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, what motivated you to get this organization started. But how long have you been in law enforcement? I've been in law enforcement uh, for almost a decade. I'm going on nine plus years. Uh, I'm a federal law enforcement officer. What makes this organization so unique that we come from different uh, law enforcement backgrounds, it's not just one set police department. Um, some other organizations, they're all com- compiled of of officers from one place here we're very diverse we have state officers we have local uh officers we have federal officers so we make up a a nice array a nice bouquet of different uh agencies and municipalities uh with different jurisdictions here in, in the state of florida I like that, the, the bouquet, and I love that the organization crosses through different organizations. So it is a nice bouquet of uh, police officers uh, working together for the community. So I like that that comparison, that metaphor. It makes it, it, makes it very, uh, very interesting because we all have different areas that, you know, we work in and different experiences and perhaps something that my agency might you know, be more in that with dealing uh, could provide some positive feedback uh, to the community or to the organization. And we, we use that to our advantage with the local guys know, you know, as far as, you know, any feedback or any, any interaction with the, with the community that will be positive for, for, for the organization. We, we know that feel, we know more or less uh, what was needed more or less. Okay, in the community. So with the work that you were doing, I, I guess that motivates you a little bit in, in working in this organization. Overall, what what made you get started with this? You and your partner one day said, hey, we're having coffee and we should just start a nonprofit. Like, what, what was the motivation behind starting this amazing nonprofit organization? Yes, like, like I briefly touched uh, previously, we started coming across here in the, in the state of Florida uh, you go to a venue and you bump into someone that's in law enforcement while we were doing our duty, uh, working, and they say, hey, you're Dominican, are you Dominican? Yeah, oh, what's up, how you doing? And we started seeing this thing that we actually had numbers down here that represented the, the law enforcement community. So we thought of why not taking uh, all these talents and showcasing them and, and as a way to give back um, uh, a good image to the community and to the kids that are coming up that might relate to us, that are also Latino or Dominican or from other parts of the Caribbean or Central America. And as a, as a way also to give back to our community um, and as a way to, to feel proud of what we've accomplished being, you know, uh, a second generation immigrant into this country, or some of our guys are, you know, first generation American born, but of Dominican descent. This is a way of, of us being proud of, you know, the sacrifices that our parents and our grandparents have made. And now we want to showcase the positive things that have come out of the island and here in the, in the United States, all the great things that we're doing. So once we, we, we came to the agreement that we needed to do something, um, we sat down and we mapped it out. We used our brothers in, in New York 
the NYBO or Needle, that's the New York Dominican officer. They've been around uh, 20 plus years, 27 years, I believe. And we sort of use them as a guide to, hey, this, look at this organization that started, started this 20 plus years ago and look at where they're at now. So we said, why not us here in Florida? And luckily being that, you know, a lot of us are, were born or, or raised in New York, we reached out to those contacts and we were able to, you know, uh, say, hey, how you guys doing? Hey, what are you, how you guys doing? And they were able to sort of take, take us under their wing and guide us through the process of starting the, the 501c3. So they were an inspiration to us. I remember myself growing up in New York City. I, um, I used to participate in what was called the PAL, the Police, Police Athletic League program, which is like an after-school or a summer uh, program where you go to a school or, or a gym and you have police officers there and you did athletics and, you know, you ate lunch and you played and you got to interact with law enforcement. So since a young age, I've had that positive influence by New York City police and by law enforcement. So now that I'm an adult, that sort of, you know, brought back all those memories and, you know, hey, we need to do this. We need to, we need to do that. So uh, that, that played a big influence of, of the decision-making process later on when I was in the position to do something positive. Um, we were also volunteering a lot, um, doing different things in the community as independent citizens, you know, uh, even back in the DR, we were always, you know, do things to help. Uh, I remember there was a hurricane that, that struck part of the Dominican Republic and a couple of us were getting things together and trying to help out. And we kept bumping into each other, like, you know, dropping off water or boxes of clothes. Hey, how you doing? And then that's how it all came to fruition. And we said, you know what, it's time that we start something. Uh, I don't know if it was done before, but we're going to try to do it. We're going to try to do it the right way. You know, we're not going to cut any corners because we want this to be something that is professional, something that's done, you know, 100% by the book and something that's going to be here for a long time. And thank God, three years later, here we are today, you know, moving forward. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. E even amidst COVID, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that in a little bit, but this is really the right time to jump into your programs. As a nonprofit organization, there are several programs that you have or that you offer in the community and in the Dominican Republic. And I would love for you to share with us those different programs. Sure. Um, our organization, like I said, we're geared towards youth. The youth is the key to our organization. Just the same way as I was influenced and also was Caesar, the other co-founder, um, by how we interact with law enforcement as young adults. So we feel that the right way to create positive change in our community is through the youth. So we focus 100% mostly on youth. That comes with youth mentoring. So we have a, a program, which we call the DeLivaFell Youth Mentoring Program, which focuses on young adults. Not only the kids that are in school, also kids outside of school, kids that perhaps already got in a little trouble. We, we're into um, mentoring these kids to do the right thing, letting them know, hey, number one, don't get in trouble. School, focus on your education. That's the key to our program. So we've divided it into three areas that we try to focus into, which is education, um, motivation, and then discipline. 
So in other words, they have to have a foundation in order to be successful in society. So that's what we're trying to um, instill in them and focus on those three things when we go out to do a youth, a youth mentoring or we do a, um, any, anything involving the schools or any other programs, we, 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 we have them focus on education. Make sure you stay in school, make sure you graduate, make sure you learn because that's your basis right there. That's your foundation. And then we motivate them. We, we, we do different things. We, you know, we're, we're young, we're energetic. You know, a lot of us just go out there and they see us and they're like, wow, I could relate to him or her because we have a lot of professional, successful women also in this organization. So we sort of show them, hey, look, you could be just like me. I was in your shoes, you know, 15 years back. Some of our guys were just in those positions five, six years ago. So, um, you know, they, they could relate to us. They look up to us. They come up, up to us after the events and they say, hey, I remember you. I saw you patrolling down my block one time. Or So it, it's a great feeling when they acknowledge you and when they see you and they come up to you. Some kids even give you a hug, you know, so it's a great feeling. And, and, you know, and we appreciate that because that's when you see that your work is actually um, coming through. And like I said, you know, uh, discipline, we try to tell them, hey, if you do the right thing and you stay out of trouble, you stay out of drugs, you stay out of gangs, you stay out of, you know, criminal mischief, getting, getting you know, involved with the wrong crowd, things are going to work for you. But if you go down the wrong path, it's going to be more difficult for you and for your parents. And, you know, nowadays... Kids are, uh, they need guidance is the most important thing. You know, and they need, they need role models. So that's where we try to come in and hopefully, you know, uh, we could uh, influence them and involve them enough where they like uh, what we're doing. Not that they have to take a career path down the, the way we did, but mm -hmm. as long as they understand that, you know, you got to be productive. You cannot be, uh, you know, a person that basically doesn't care about his community or about about his, you know, his schooling and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I, I was taking some notes because you said some interesting things. The first thing were the three pillars of your programs, education, motivation, discipline. And uh, I thought those were very strong pillars to really uh, use as that framework when you work with our youth and also our adults in the community. And I loved... Um, this idea of, of being role models and guiding youth uh, with the work that you do and the fact that they connect with you. And sometimes we, we keep thinking, oh, the police, you know, the police, but it's more about we're part of the community and the, the youth then saying, hey, I know you, I've, I see you walking around and you're cool, man. And, and then they get to learn your story and that yeah. motivates them like, wow, he came from there. He did this. He's here now. He's helping us. And hopefully that motivates our youth to uh, focus on themselves and how to be better and how to then give back to the community. That's right. That's right. Yes. So beautiful. Thank you so much. Those are uh, amazing programs. Uh, uh, in terms of uh, current programs, and I want us to talk about future programs. Are there any other current programs that you're offering now? And um, are there any programs that you've had to modify or postpone, but that are part of your programming, but you had to put them to the side this year because of COVID? We are in a pandemic and it's shifted even how we help our community, which must be really tough for all of you because you're so engaged in the community. So I'm wondering if there are other programs you're working on or programs that you've had to sideline or modify 
clarify in the current pandemic? Yeah, this year has been, like they say, a doozy for us. It's been super tough. Um, we've had to suspend a lot of the activities that, that we do in the community um, due to COVID. Um, number one being that most of us, all of us are actually first responders, the ones that are still active. And we had to carry our job, our jobs, uh, you know, throughout the, the pandemic um, with at the same time, you know, keeping in mind our families, that everyone is safe, um, you know, us being safe so we could do our job and stuff like that. So it's been a little hard as far as on our career side, because we've been having to be in the front line while everything else is, you know, a lot of cities is, are shut down. We still have to report to work. The guys still have to go on calls and, you know, we still have to do our job. So on the work side, it's been, it's been, it's been busy. Um, on the organization side, we've had to put a lot of things on the side or postpone a lot of things. For example, our once a year Dominican Republic uh, humanitarian mission that we do where we take supplies and things like that down to the Dominican Republic that has, has been postponed um, due to COVID being that there was a shutdown and we weren't having much inter international air travel. Uh, so that that event actually would have took place this past week, which would have been the first, the first opening week of the school. We have programmed this year to provide uh, essential school supplies to at least over 400 students. So wow. that had to be put on the side, as well as the other things that we did, that we do here in locally in Florida, which is our, our youth mentoring program or um, uh, the other uh, programs we do with the communities that we, you know, they sit down with us and we discuss things, how we could help and other things. We did get a first uh, um, post COVID, like I call it uh, a little mission done uh, this past week, um, this past Saturday, I believe it was, we were a couple of our members uh, volunteered and we took some uh, clothing and some supplies over to um Mother Teresa's uh, church they have in the city of Miami. Mm -hmm. uh, a couple of the sisters there have a program where they have, um, uh, it's basically like a, a, a women's center where women go that are, you know, uh, are sheltered there mm -hmm. with kids as well. Some kids, we took over some supplies. Um, that was very, very refreshing to see the reception that they gave us. And they you say some, but I saw a big container that I, you must have pulled with a truck. I mean, it was it an was, amazing donation. Yeah. And, we, and like I said, we're, that's the type of stuff that we do locally as far as far of our program, because there's the youth mentoring part, which is the key to what we do. And then there's other humanitarian things that we do as part of, as part of the organ, organization throughout the year, like the, the food drive or the Thanksgiving drive that we do every year in November. Hopefully, you know, with COVID, we're still able to do it. Uh, we also do other things with, 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 with the kids in different programs, different after school programs, which we had to alter because of the, you know, the contamination issues with, with social distancing and all that. Uh, so we're looking to see if hopefully things will start getting better. The numbers here of infections will start going down and then we're able to safely resume the things that we were doing before. Uh, in the meantime, we're trying to find ways like we're doing today virtually that we could perhaps have an impact on the students. So here the, the school year was a little bit um, delayed, I believe in different parts of the counties, some students 
are doing virtual, actually most of them are doing virtual and some are going part-time to school and doing other learning virtually. So we're trying to find a way once they're set in that we could perhaps like one of the classrooms come on board uh, virtually. And we're talking to a couple of the directors of a couple of the high schools to see if they could uh, you know, allow us that platform so we could continue to do our work rather than in person, we would do it uh, virtually through Zoom or, or Skype. Uh, last year, we used to go early in the morning, like <laughs> earlier than this, like around eight. And, you know, and we call it wake up. Wake up with the leader. Wake up. Let's go, guys. Wake up. You're in school. <laughs> and they'll look at us like, ah, oh, this is early. But it was great. And, you know, because we started talking to them. We started, you know, we, we tackled different issues. Not only, you know, not only the three uh, key things that we focus on, we also tackle current issues that might be going on in the community or, you know, within the youth culture. So we're like, wake up. We know what's going on, you know. And they're like, ah, oh, you know, so it's, it's pretty great. Uh, so we we actually miss that. It's, it, I feel like it's been forever. The summer has been super long. Mm-hmm. As you know, here in Florida, the kids get out of school early in the school year. So it's like now, is, you know, like, when are these kids going back to school? So we can get to <laughs> So, yeah. So, you know, we have a couple of things that we're, 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 we're planning to do. Like I said, this whole um, pandemic has changed the way we operate. In general, our lives all have changed. We don't know how, to what extent. It's going to go back to how it was before, but we're always evolving. We're always learning. We're always changing uh, the way we do things. And now, you know, this technology uh, is great because it allows us to still do positive work without having to physically be somewhere. So mm-hmm. we're, that's what we're looking for. We're looking to uh, do our first youth mentoring sessions, hopefully within the next few weeks. We have that in the works. We just nice. got to let you know, time, time play out. Nice. Um, I love uh, I, I love the wake up with the Leo because uh, I could use that in my life in the mornings. But when you're in school, your you know kids are coming tired. There's a lot of hunger and security. They might not want to be there, so you got them motivated. And uh, overall, I love how you are pivoting uh, in terms of how you do things. You you figure out how to do things virtually in the pandemic and are able to offer that youth mentorship programming through um, some virtual formats. You already started doing that, and and just looking at how. You can still serve the community in, in this pandemic with the social distancing in Florida. So that's uh, that that just shows that that um, the motivation and the commitment to the work that you all do. Yeah, we're trying to get back. Uh, like I said, especially now with all the things that have happened uh, with the with the pandemic and all the things that are happening around the country, we feel like more than ever now is our time to get out there and put our put our names out there and show the positive things that are happening in, in the law enforcement community. Uh, I feel like um, our community here in South Florida loves its police officers for the most part. And they, they see you and they respect you. They see you and it's, it's prideful for them seeing you as far as our members, because they come from these communities. So in a way it's like, wow, look, I, see, I used to remember seeing this kid a few years ago playing in the street and now look at him keeping us safe, saving lives, uh, you know, doing the right thing. So for them, it's very prideful for them seeing us. We get a very warm reception. We have a very good relationship with a lot of community leaders and, you know, school directors and stuff like that. So we want to get out there 
except the pandemic has sort of, you know, handcuffed us a little, but we're very eager to go. And uh, towards towards now that the school is starting, now is when we're kicking our, our, our organization into gear. And now is when we start doing most of our work with the kids. Mm-hmm. And um, and I was going to ask this question, but you partially answered it already. I was going to ask what's next for your organization. And you already talked about some of the things you're going to be able to do virtually and some of the community work you'll still be able to do. Is there anything else that you're looking at for the future? What's next for, for your organization in a year, two years, five years? That's a good question. That's a very good question. Hopefully, we've expanded our base. We've grown. Uh, that's my key thing, is making sure this organization continues to grow and continues to be able to provide more programs for, for our youth. We're currently working on a couple of different uh, uh, funds that we want to create uh, in, within the organization to help different, different areas. Uh, I'll give you an example. One of the things that I'm very focused on is a scholarship foundation that we're trying to do where we could reward these students that are going on to the next level of education post high school going into college. So this year uh, we're focusing on launching our uh, the LIWFL scholarship fund where we could reward uh, students uh, for with their good grades and also there are good role models for other students that, are, that serve their community. Not only that they have good grades, that's number one thing, but we also wanna see a student that wants to, uh, his community, you know, be involved with his community and want his community to become better. So we're gonna have a process where we use to select the students that we will be able to give these, uh, these uh, uh, scholarships to. So that's coming up, hopefully uh, it happens this year. Um, Moving down the road, like you said, besides growing the organization, besides continuing the existing programs that we have, I want to be able to, this organization, be you could reach it now through social, social distancing and all the things virtually. I want us to be available to someone perhaps in another part of the, the U.S. or somewhere in the Dominican Republic. So I want to expand our, our reach outside of the South Florida, outside of Florida. I wanna be able to talk to a student in Boston. I wanna be able to talk to a student in Los Angeles, talk to a student in New York City, maybe one in the Dominican Republic, maybe one in Puerto Rico, maybe one in somewhere in South or Central America that could relate to us and have a good you know, relationship with and hear out his concerns and be there to you know, mentor and coach these kids. So. I want to expand the reach of the the, the LIWFL, not only to our boundaries here in Florida, but also to other parts of the United States and hopefully uh, to other parts of the world too. I want to create a household name. When you hear it, you know what it is. And that is not only for Dominicans, that is for everyone. Because when we go do, when we go do our, uh, our thing in the community, whether it's a fundraiser or a charitable thing or a community cleanup, or um, a turkey drive, we there for whoever shows up for the community, not only for the Dominican community. It doesn't matter your race or your religious belief or your political affiliation. We're 100% neutral because when we do our job and we respond to calls or we go to help someone, we're enforcing laws, we don't look at those things. We, 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 we're there to help everyone. 
You mm-hmm. take the call, you go in, you put your life on the line for everyone. Doesn't matter where you where you're from. So we, we take that same approach from the job, from the professional aspect, and we try to apply it as well to the organization and the community work that we do. And as far as it goes, it's been working so far. It's been a little tough, but <laughs> wow, it's um it's amazing. It's wonderful to see that you're not just focusing on one community. Um within South Florida. You're not just focusing on South Florida. You're not just focusing on South Florida, the Dominican Republic. Now you're saying we, we need to do more. We need to expand, grow, grow the things that are working so we can mentor as many people as possible and help them be as successful as possible. And I think that that's a, a wonderful mission to you know, start in one place and then grow, expand, and, and broaden that reach to help as many people as possible. Yeah, I think that uh, you have to dream big you know, you cannot just limit yourself to a small thing. You have to look big. You have to dream big. And as long as you do it, you do your work and you have goals, you reaching those goals and, you know, you keep doing it, the sky's the limit. Like we told, these, like we told the kids when we go to uh, the youth mentoring program, there's nothing that if you don't set yourself up for, it's going to happen. But if you never set yourself up in the beginning, you're never going to even get close to achieving anything. So, you know, you have to dream big. You can't just limit yourself to, hey, this is what it is. is what I'm just going to do the minimum. No, always try to go above and beyond. Always try to set yourself up for success by doing the right thing. And we, we try to instill those three pillars into them. Education, motivation, discipline, and his working. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to end up with a big poster in my bedroom today <laughs> with those three words, with those pillars. I, I think we all need education, motivation, and discipline to, to continue focusing on our success. It's a good starting point. Uh, and, uh, and again, one that's not there, but I guess you could fall under discipline is respect. Mm-hmm. We find that respect is very important. Respect for each other, for the community. Uh, if you respect each other, you treat each other with respect, you respect your community, you know, people are going to respect you back. And I think mm-hmm. that's one important thing that we try to also emphasize on. Hey, when you interact with us, day-to-day law enforcement, we're regular human beings. We're not machines. We're not, we don't have superpowers, you know. So we're going to have our good days. We're going to have our bad days. You know, remember, it's a human being behind the uniform. It's not a, it's not a superhero. It's not a robot. We have emotions. We have families. We want to go back home to our families. So when you treat a fellow officer with respect, he's going to treat you back with respect. You know, so we try to, it's a two-way street. We try to tell these kids that, hey, when you see a law enforcement officer, treat him like a human being. He's going to treat you like a human being. And uh, we try to you know, instilling them that respect each other, respect your community. Um, if you treat your community like crap, people are not going to respect your community. So be prideful of where you're from. Be prideful of your community. And respect is always a key thing. I think that comes with discipline as well. And, and uh, I'm so anxious to start our youth mentoring for this year, for this school year, just because of the fact there's been so many things going on uh, around the country with law enforcement. And, you know, I, I feel like our work is no better time to do our work than today with all the things that are going on uh, around the U.S. and current events and things that are going on. Mm-hmm. 
I agree. I agree. This is important work. And, and in these times, and not just a 2020 time, because 2020 on its own has been a tough year, but just um, just the times that we're living in in general over the last few years, there's so much going on. And, and we definitely need to keep focusing on our community during those times. Um, you, you gave us some advice in your conversations uh, about uh, staying focused, uh, being respectful, having discipline. And I wondered if you had any more advice for any of our listeners, whether it's our youth or adult listeners, advice on um, what we could do, what we should do, advice in general. Well, especially now with COVID, you know, I say that, you know, um, respect what the professional health professionals are saying as far as, you know, avoiding large gatherings and protecting your family and things like that. But now that the school year is starting, we're starting virtually, which is different than before, before the kids will actually go physically to the schools. So I ask for the parents also to be involved with what their kids are doing um, on online. Uh, we're finding that a lot of kids nowadays online are engaging in things that they're not supposed to be doing. And uh, that was something that wasn't available when I was growing up because we didn't have the internet. So now the internet is there. It's there. There's a lot of good things there. There's also a lot of bad things that could influence your kids. Uh, so now that the school year has started, for parents, you know, to be a little bit more vigilant. I have a daughter that's uh, 11 years old and, you know, she goes on the internet and things like that. So I try to have some type of control of what apps she downloads and anything that she wants to download on her tablet I has to go through me and I have to consent and approve it. And I try to, you know, know more or less or try to find out who she's chatting with. And, you know, so for the parents to keep an eye out for their kids for that, you know, uh, be weary that there's a lot of predators out there that, that try to talk to children and things like that and try to be more involved with the kids as far as what they're doing on the internet and on the computer being that now that everything is is, is virtual uh and stuff like that so that's very important sometimes we oversee you know we're so busy working and worrying about bills and and a lot of people you know with their jobs and stuff like that so with the kids the teenage kids the young kids I think, I think now is a good time to, to have a lot of control over what these kids are doing uh, virtually through the computers and what they're doing online. Um, uh, Cybercrime and things like that also are through the roof uh, as far as identity, identity theft, and all kinds of things that are going on uh, cybernetically speaking. So I think that's a good thing for uh, parents to, to, you know, to be wary of. And as far as the community go, once we're, once we're, We'll start resuming and things start opening up, uh, restaurants and things start opening up. People are going to start, you know, um, going back out and things like that. Um, always keep in mind, you know, the safety of or your, or your youth and things like that, leaving children in the cars. We're, we're, we're starting to see another upward trend of people forgetting their, their kids and elderly and their pets in back of vehicles. Uh, and the news is happening all the time. Accidents, people accidentally locking themselves into vehicles and asphyxiating uh, from heat. You know, all it takes is a few seconds and a person could uh, uh, lose life uh, uh, locked in a vehicle uh, in heat. So those are all some things that are, you know, that are trending, that are happening, that I think we got to um, 
keep in mind, always remember, you know, when you lock your car, did I, did I forget my pet in the back? Did I leave my baby in the car seat? And there's things that, you know, our heads are sometimes everywhere because all the problems that we're having. So it's all good things that, you know, there to keep in mind and stuff like that. I just want to say, um, there's a lot of things going on, uh, you know, worldwide, you know, also COVID, post-COVID, this year 2020 has been like, like, like you feel like now we got some hurricanes that are heading, you know, towards Texas and New Orleans, you know, you have an election year, you have a lot of things going on, you have a lot of changes going on. So I just want to tell people the message to stay positive, stay positive, respect one another, love one another, love your community. Um, treat each other the way you want to be treated, treat each other the way you want your, um, your loved ones to be treated, your mom, your grandma, be respectful. And we try to instill that on, on, on our youth, but sometimes us as an adults, we could also get carried away or lose our tempers and stuff like that. So remember, treat each other with respect, say thank you, you know, excuse me, hold the door for somebody. Those things go a long way, you know, and sometimes we take them for granted, but um, uh, we're here together, going through this pandemic together. We have to get through this together if everyone, uh, is in it for themselves, things are going to be so much difficult. And if we help each other, help your neighbor, help uh, others that perhaps are in need if you're in a better position, you know, and those things will come back. Karma, good karma, you know, the way you treat your community is going to come back. And your kids are noticing also the way that you act and things like that. So, you know, we're going to get through this. Uh, it's been tough for us. We had to Put a lot of things to the side, a lot of gatherings, family gatherings, birthdays, anniversaries, uh, graduations, all were have, have been done differently or had to be on hold, vacations had to be suspended and things like that. So keep that in mind that we're in times where there's a lot of stress, there's a lot of things going on. But remember to treat each other with respect and with love and we'll, we'll be getting back to normal soon. I have faith. Thank you. I, I needed that. and. Uh... Thank you. That that just makes a big difference. Remember to respect, be kind. Uh, it's amazing advice because uh, it is a tough year, but it's just a tough life. Our lives can be complex. And I, I think we have to remember that we're not in this for ourselves and by ourselves and to watch out for each other and be kind to be kind to each other. And uh, I love that you also said, you know, your, your children are watching and it's true. What we say is one thing, but our children or our nieces or our nephews or our godchildren, our youth there and our children, they're watching us. They see they don't just hear our words, they see how we act. And if they can see us being kind to each other, they start learning how to be kind to each other and and others outside of their age group. And they grow up with this, um, with this idea, this notion that uh, this value of kindness. Yes, yeah, it's true. They, they're, they're like sponges when they're that age, they absorb everything. That's mm-hmm. what we try to focus on the younger kids and hopefully, uh, you know, be as, as as a big influence as we can, as a positive influence that we can. And uh, I have a lot of faith that there's going to be a lot of positive things moving forward. Yep. I agree. I agree. So 
how can we get involved with your organization if we want to come back to the organization itself and look at the specific things you're doing in the community and outside of the community, including in the Dominican Republic, how can we get involved, whether we're in Florida or outside of Florida? That's a good question. Um, with, with our organization, anyone could, could become a volunteer. We have a lot of things that we do locally here. And like you said, we do things sometimes in the Dominican Republic a few times a year to help out. So number one question that a lot of people get is like, I'm not a police officer. How can I help? I want everyone to understand that. Yes, the, the, the base of the organization is compelled of active and retired law enforcement officers. But the organization in itself is a team effort. So it involves the community embracing the organization, volunteering with the organization, helping the organization. There's just different ways you could do that. You could become a volunteer and, you know, let us know that you're available for, you know, whenever we do the toy drive, whenever we do um, a turkey drive, whatever event we have. And you want to be there to help logistically. You want to be there with us to give out supplies or, or in any humanitarian mission that we have, you're able to, to volunteer your time. That goes for students that need community hours for, let's say, you know, for college or a person that just wants to give back uh, and has spare time, they could volunteer that way to become, uh, you know, a, a, a volunteer for the organization. Mm-hmm. Or let's say you own a business and you're busy and you don't have time. You could become a sponsor and sponsor one of these missions that we have, whether it's the, the, the back to school, so school supply drive, whether it's the turkey drive, whether it's, you know, uh, a small humanitarian mission, we're giving food or something to a hurricane uh, uh, disaster. You could donate clothing. You know, let's say you have some school supplies or some baseball equipment for the kids to play and they're in your garage or your kids will never use the, the, the bats and gloves. We'll take them. We went over to the DR in the past and we brought these things to these kids that they don't have it. And to them, it's like, oh, my God, I have a baseball bat. I have a glove now. So things that we take for granted here in the stateside, they cherish over there and in other places. So there's all some example ways. You can also go on the website, which is uh, www.dleofl.org, and you can see our platform on there. You could uh, click on becoming a sponsor, becoming a volunteer. You could also, you know, if you like my hat, there's shirts, there's coins, there's things that if you want like a little token, you could you could purchase on the fundraising store and all the purchases and the proceeds go towards these programs that we carry out here in Florida and also abroad and stuff like that. You, become, you could become a donor and pledge a recurring amount every month to help the organization and help its cause. Um, it's been very difficult, uh, Jackie, especially with the COVID for us to get out and do our fundraising. So we've been relying a lot on our, our website for people to go on and, and help us out, help us, uh, with these programs and things like that. Like I said, um, a lot of great things are coming for this organization. We want everyone to be involved. If you're a professional or you have a story that you want to tell, tell us, and we'll bring you out to these events, to these youth mentoring programs, because it's not only about law enforcement. We have a lot of professionals here in Florida. We have engineers, we have doctors, we have you know uh, veterinarians, we have lawyers. We have a lot of great people that have done a lot of good things. 
and they they want to share their story how they they were able to get there and how they used education and motivation and different discipline or they went to the the military and you know we want to we want to showcase this to the kids not only our profession but other professionals so we brought out some people with us to the youth mentoring and say hey this is this professional from the community he came to his country as a teenager he went to school he got his degree and now look at where he's at he's a head of a company he owns his own business so we're trying to portray that positive image so if you're someone that has a story that would like to share you know how you came to the united states perhaps as an immigrant or you're a single mom that that's raised you know kids to be professionals and want to come up come out with us we'll, we welcome everyone and uh like i said the organization is here for you it's here for whenever jackie you need any advice or wherever you need us to take part in anything that's going on in the community that you think we're good impacted in some way or give you a helping hand we're here uh uh you know whenever you need us and as far as the community as well uh we've had some calls um uh people have reached out to us and say hey we you know we have a question about the program we have a question about uh perhaps one of the programs that are coming up or maybe uh we have one mom that was very worried about her son um because you know there's a lot of gangs out there especially when they get to the you know middle school um age and stuff like that so she reached out to us and she said hey i'm very concerned with about my son um i'm a single mom and she was very um she was very moved by one of our our conversations we had at one of the events and she said can you please help me with my son can you please help me with my son i feel like i'm i'm going to lose my son and we took this this young man and you know one of us put him under our wings and we check in with him hey how you doing you still going you going to school right do your mom proud you know that type of thing and we sort of the kid is doing great um we we stay in contact with him and and uh you know obviously we can't people like, can you scare him straight i said i could talk to him but you know but a lot of times what what, what these kids are missing they're good kids Yes. They're not bad kids. They just need mentoring. They need a role model. They want someone to take them and say, hey, come on, let's go. You know, they need that push. You know, they need that wake up call. And and that's what if we could provide that and, and be an inspiration to someone or help a single parent out or a mom that's struggling with her teen. And we could do it in any way, you know, that we can by, by getting this, this, this young person active and doing things in their community and volunteering and mm-hmm. and doing things like that. Hey, we're, we're welcome to to uh, to bring them along and and bring them out with us and and show them. It's so satisfying when you see them uh, enjoying it. And at first, you know, they're like timid, and then at the end, they're like, yeah, yeah. And then they like it, and it's like <laughs> a role that you can't explain it. So let me give our phone number in case anyone wants to contact us. Um, yes. Our phone number is three zero five. Five three two zero four six four. So that's our office phone number. They could call us there uh, Monday through Friday, mm-hmm. nine to five, or you could just leave us a, a a message and we'll get back to you. Or you that- might be wanting to email us. You can mm-hmm. email us. It's info at dleofl.org. Or you could go to our website and email us through there as well. 
Perfect. And for our listeners, I will have a list of resources. So if you go into the podcast description section, you'll see a quick uh, overview of this podcast episode. And underneath that, you'll see some links, resources. Those links will include the website, uh, the shop, if you want to buy some gear with the organization's logo, uh, as well as the donation page. If you want to give back and you want to do that by offering a donation to help them out this year so they could continue their mission, There'll be a donation uh, link there as well. And I will list the phone number and the email so that you can reach out. Whether you want to reach out because you want to support the organization, volunteer, or maybe you feel you have a story that will really motivate our youth and you would like to volunteer to be a speaker or any other ideas you have uh, with the idea that we're all in this together. And what we want to do is help our community members be as successful as possible. And a lot of the work that your organization is doing, William, is really focused on our youth. And so how can we continue to educate, uh, motivate, discipline, teach respect? How do we keep those four pillars? Now I'm saying four instead of three. How do we keep those four pillars but, uh, out there and, and really use that as our framework to help our youth and, and our community? Thank you, Jackie. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here today with us. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure learning about all the amazing things that you do as an organization, learning about the organization and how you came together and learning about what's next for the organization and how we also can contribute to the work you're doing in our own communities or, or you know, just globally together. Uh, I think that you taught us a lot and Sometimes we feel that we're in this alone and sometimes we feel a little helpless, whether we're helpless thinking about our kids or thinking about uh, what's next or we want to do something in the community, but how do we do it? And here's an amazing story of police officers who came together, Dominican police officers, to form an organization to help our youth and our community, to help our community members of the Republic. And at the same time, you gave us amazing advice to help us really think about what we can do ourselves to get back because in this world we need to always give back and thank you jackie again for the platform uh it was a joy talking to you and getting out to all your listeners and your followers uh, we hope to re-engage with you soon hopefully we're able to do something together you know you know physically in person <laughs> i'm in i'm in <laughs> And we're, we're very eager to get out there. Um, you're going to see us very busy, you know, 2020 at the end. Also 2021 coming in. You're going to see us doing a lot of things. Uh, like I said, we had to put a lot of our programs and a lot of our things, you know, on hold due to the concerns with the pandemic. But uh, we're ready to go and uh, can't wait to get out there and, and, and work with, with you and other people in the community as well. We're in this together. Thank you for being here for coffee and an interview and for sharing these stories with us. Thank you for having me, Jackie.